Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Along for the Ride podcast, the Leicester Riders podcast. As always, I'm Greg. I'm joined by Mark. And Mark, you're not looking your normal self. This is true. Um, and I guess the reason for that, I'm, I have to be honest with you, Greg, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit irritable to start this podcast um, this evening, truthfully. Irritable and a bow? Well, yeah, um, I guess all, 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 all my being's irritable. Uh, but we'll, we'll probably, yeah, don't worry about the bowel issue. It's, um, it's under control. Okay, well, I guess, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear lots of cuts in the, in the audio, it's just because Mark's popped to the, to the bathroom. Um, so public service announcement slash warning. Yes. Anyway, we best crack on because we've got a full episode today. So full, it's like a standing room only train to Sheffield. Um, a little cryptic crossword teaser for you there um oh what does that mean i have no idea who knows maybe who knows? maybe someone can figure it out and let us know in, yes on the socials at riders b-ball but i'm getting i've got i've got a, a strong feeling of deja vu this week deja vu deja vu what again 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 Go yeah um riders played at home friday they traveled away on sunday Again. Again, again, again. Yeah. Um, and two wins. Two wins for the riders. Well, the BBL side, of course. Two wins. Uh, we hosted Cheshire Phoenix um, in a tough matchup Friday night, taking the win 89-85. I think headlined, there was a few, you know, great statistical performances. But for me, headlined by today's interviewee, Kimball McKenzie, Nimble Kimball. Absolutely. Uh, all worked seamless, seamlessly, this uh, podcast. Seamlessly, yeah. Yes. Um, why, why is it seamlessly? Because he's the major interviewer later today. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what I said, it's nice to know that you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kimball, 12 points. But what really caught my eye was five from five shooting. If you know this week at least, if you if you look up efficiency in the dictionary, there's a little little photo of Nimble Kimball. Definitely, it was it was very impressive. Did did certainly and he talks about it a little bit um, on on the interview that's to come. Um, gave us that spark, no question. Wonderful. Um, from Friday, um, just just before f- forget Friday, it was a remembrance game. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Ian, Ian who comes down and has done um, done so for as long as I can remember, really with his with his trumpet. Yeah. This trumpet always does the last pose and does a fantastic job. So really, it's just a big thank you for Ian for keep doing that. Really appreciate it. it sets the tone um, correctly, the remembrance tone. So thanks, Ian, for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. We were trying to work out how many years he'd done it for pre-game, and I think we were struggling. We were somewhere around seven years. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe slightly more. He's done every yeah. one at the morning side. Yes, so that's six years minimum. Yes. So yeah, thank you once again, Ian. Um, really just set, set the tone of, of remembrance. And of course, you know, we will remember them a really important message from this week's game although probably the earliest he's ever played the, the last post yes uh, within the year yeah um obviously from friday bbl side sunday um traveled all the way um to the plymouth patriots um and another win for the team um riders taking the victory 79 101 getting those three digits up definitely and um interestingly enough just just a quick we're going to let um, Coach Rob kind of review the weekend in more detail. But just um, you mentioned Nimble from, from Friday night's game. Sunday night's game, Pat Whelan. Pat Whelan. I mean, 
He kind of had his feet up most of that game, didn't he? He only played 19 minutes. 19 minutes? What is he, part-time Pat? Part-time Pat. He kind of sat out, I think, with his feet up. But um, impressively, 18 points, four from five. Um, I think 80% shooting. Very impressive. Very impressive. I think the four from five, easy for me to say, I know, was just from the three-point range. Lethal shooting from, from, from part-time Patrick. You know, all things considered, I think we'll let him have his full wage this week. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, think, yeah. Probably, probably, he deserves it. it. He deserves it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously not just the BBL side in action, the WBBL travelled up to Durham, the team name I can never say correctly, the Palatinates, Palatinites? Yeah, I don't know what it even means, that word. Um, anyway, they, they got a very, very comprehensive and impressive win. Forty-eight ninety-two for the for the riders women um, who this weekend will on Sunday travel to Nottingham in the cup game. Um, obviously, local rivals, um, and it promises to be a tough and exciting game. And um, yeah, so, Sunday afternoon at the Nottingham Wildcats Arena, we'll, we'll potentially come back on that and some of your options to do next weekend later on. Yeah, big big local derby weekend regarding that. I mean, just just I suppose echoing the uh, the part time pack. Crewmesh probably had his was kind of probably doing a crossword for much of that second half up in Durham or or had his feet up I guess with the scoreline as well. Yeah, um, probably working out how to say Palatinites. <laughs> yeah, um, some of you may have seen on the socials as well. Crewmesh has got a a fabulous jumper collection that he wears pre-game and always whips it off just at the start of the game. Um, I think we've had the brown jumper, the orange jumper, there's oh. a white jumper. Oh. There's all sorts of stuff going on. I thought then you were suggesting that it was kind of part-time, um, part-time doing some sort of Chippendales type um, role that he had going on the side. The games I've watched, he's always got something on under the jumper when he whips it off. That's a relief. Um, but you never know, half-time entertainment crew mesh. Um, Probably would kind of increase the attendance, do you think? Yeah, within a certain age group, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, but another good week for the women um, yes. who continue to roll on. Now, um, I think five and one um, across the season. So a fantastic start for them. Um, anyway, we did say we were going to let Rob review the action a little bit. We did. So we're going we're gonna to jump straight into Rob. And the first thing you touch on, uh, which obviously we'll we'll hear about yes. is a massive milestone. Yes, um, so we did review the weekend, but first I did feel like I asked it, had to ask him about his um, six hundred appearances. Six hundred not out. Yes, I wonder if he's ever considered cricket. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so let's uh, let's jump in um, with that interview. Okay, I'm just with Coach Rob. Rob, I just liked that. I couldn't I couldn't uh, ignore. Uh, the announcement um, just before the Plymouth game, 600 games coach for Leicester Riders. Thoughts on that? Yeah, a huge number. Um, yeah, it's a big number. And it was interesting that um, it was in Plymouth and, you know, you had a four and a half hour drive back. And I think... Was it a party? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was uh, trying to get back home because we were away all weekend. No, but... W- but what it was about was how many of those long trips have there been uh, in the 600? So many 50-mile-an-hour zones in those 600 games. Um, <laughs> we need to ask Daniel Radcliffe the answer to that. He'll have a stat. Yeah, he will. I'll have to check in with him. But, um, yeah, no, it's awesome. I think, um, you know, being with the same club, too, uh, for, for, for that uh, number is, is great as well. I think, um, 
you know, there's been so many great memories on the court, off the court, and as I say all the time, it's the relationships that uh, I've developed with the players, with staff, with fans, uh, that uh, when you hit a number like that, uh, you really uh, reflect on it, and um, certainly makes me feel very good to, um, to be part of the Riders for that many games. And for me, there'll be a, a number, significant number of Riders supporters who's never known any other coach for the Riders at all, you think about it. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, you know, when you look around now in our arena, you do see a lot of people that, uh, you know, a couple years, few years. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know this has been a great seat to have. Um, I sit over there sometimes uh, during the game, before the game, at the end of the game. And, um, yeah, I feel, uh, I feel lucky to be sitting in that seat. I love that seat over there. And, and in some ways, you've spoilt supporters, Leicester Riders supporters, because they, they kind of think, this, this winning's easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I say the same thing over and over again. When I first got here, uh, people were coming up to me after losses and shaking my hand saying, good try. Uh, now it's turned into people coming up to me after wins and saying, eh, a win's a win. So um, we've totally flipped that around, but, uh, you know, it's been uh, a wonderful place to work. I think the sporting culture of the city was always something that I loved. It reminded me a lot of where I grew up. Leicester people love sport, uh, respect sport, and uh, support sport. So uh, being in that chair in this city uh, has, been, uh, has been a blessing. Perhaps another time, I'd like to do a long-term retrospective into you about, about your 10 years. But that's perhaps for another day, hopefully, Rob. Um, just quickly then, this last weekend, we're now on a 5-6 and six kind of winning track. Your, your thoughts of the two games that we've just had at the weekend? Yeah, I thought, um, you know, Friday night against Cheshire, you know, first half, maybe we weren't really at the races but hung in there a bit. I mean, only down two and... I thought going in the locker room was important to, to discuss, uh, you know, a little more urgency and a little more energy and also uh, attacking the basket. You know, I think we had two free throws at halftime attempted, and uh, I thought in the second half we did a much better job of attacking the basket, playing um, with a little bit more uh, energy on the defensive end and got ourselves in a great position up 10 late but give them credit they hung around and they're a tricky team to guard but that was a good win for us i thought it was a smart win you know down the stretch we did what we had to do and and that was good it was nice to be home again still haven't lost at home and then obviously another long trip and another second game weekend you know three weekends in a row of two games and that sunday trip is always challenging and plymouth is a team that was waiting for us i mean they hadn't played that weekend so uh, we knew that uh, it was a team that uh, would be waiting for us and haven't beaten us in a long, long time. So they would be up for it, too, and their crowd was up for it. Always a tough place to play. But um, after a slow start, I thought, um, you know, we really handled the game. I thought uh, going in at halftime, we were in a great position. Uh, looking back on that game, I thought our ball movement was tremendous. Uh, there were times uh, where you're watching possessions and the ball just flings around to everybody. And I think the team's getting really comfortable on the offensive end. Uh, had a really good offensive day. Did enough defensively. And I think, you know, we're still uh, working our way through that uh, end of the floor. Uh, but I uh, felt good to have such a, you know, have a game where you came down the last five minutes or so in complete control on the road. And... As you said, we've we've quietly put together a nice four-game winning streak, and uh, 
you know, feel good about where we are. And I guess just reflecting now, thinking about that, we're in a kind of international break. And does that come at a, a good time or a bad time in terms of just want to play in games? And um, does it change your kind of um, how you kind of plan your training sessions, how you gear up for the next game, which is not, you know, till the 18th when we play Sheffield at home? It's a good time. Good time. I think breaks are good. I think um, I've always been that. That's why I always been an advocate for Christmas break. I think it's always good for the guys to decompress a bit. Such a long season, so this is something we have to take advantage of. And like I said, we played six games in three weeks, so it came at a good time. I think, uh, yeah, our practice sessions this week are, you know, more uh, strength and conditioning and working on shooting and all that stuff. Um, you know, we have some guys away, obviously. You know, we have Pat away and. Uh, you know, we had a couple guys playing Bucks this week too, so it's a good week for us to get our bodies as good as we can get and um, get ourselves ready for, uh, you know, a, a, a strong end of uh, November. Okay, so again, just briefly, then uh, we've got Sheffield at home next game on the 18th. Um, thoughts about that game coming up? Yeah, I mean, they they haven't played since they played us, and I think they play once this weekend coming up against Plymouth, so we'll get a look at them again. Uh, I think you know what you're going to get with them. I think they play kind of a controlled game, probably play with the least possessions in the league, so their pace is the slowest in the league. Uh, They run their offense, you know, for long periods and uh, have been a good defensive team. So last time we played them, you know, uh, we ended up controlling for three quarters. We had a bad start against them. But, um, you know, it would be good to get uh, the game going here at home. I think, um, you know, we uh, have been playing pretty well at home, so that will be good. I think it's a Sky Sports game as well. They remembered us over at Sky. Um, Absolutely. I, f- <laughs> I thought they forgot about us. Did they forget about us? I know we played at London in their coronation on the uh, on the first game of the year. It was their show down there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, all kidding aside, I'm like, when do we get a shot uh, to, to get on there? So uh, it's always fun when the cameras get in here. And um, I think over the years they've watched some really good basketball in here, and hopefully we can produce that on Friday. Thanks for that. I agree with everything you say regarding Sky Sports. Thanks a lot, God, and best of luck, Rob. Cheers. Thank you. All right, great work. Thanks. Cheers, so they were the, 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 the thoughts, the sounds, the dulcet tones of Mr. 600. 600. Mr. 600, Rob Padanostro. Uh, always um, a fantastic person to speak to. Obviously, you were the person that spoke to him. Um, was there anything that particularly stood out to you when you spoke to him this week? Um, I, I guess nothing more than usual. You know, he's kind of... It was it was good to hear him talk about um, the guy... Um, He's very enthusiastic. He loves the the rider's chair. I think it, you know it is really impressive that he's been here as long as he has, and, and you know we hope that's going to continue for much longer. Um, and his reflection, I suppose, about Leicester supporters generally. You know, we've got a great sporting heritage, as as we know, the other sporting teams, um, part of the the landscape, the family of, of sporting teams within Leicester. Yeah, probably the most successful rugby union side in the country ever. And of course, the 5,000 to 1 boys. So, yeah, yeah, a real sporting passion within the city. And one thing, being from Leicester, that I'm particularly proud of is that it's big enough to achieve things, it's big enough to enable you to do things, but it's small enough that it cares. And that's my number one selling point for Leicester. So if anyone's buying, that's what I'm selling. Wow, that that, that sounded really professional, that did, Greg. Yeah, for... Well, we're about to go off piste. <laughs> yeah, should we do that? It won't last long. Anyway, um, stepping into, I guess, the metaphorical doctor's surgery, you mentioned that you had some 
irritability mark. I did, yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's another. I, I did. I kind of said at the top I was irritable with a, a number of things um, that I wanted to just, I guess, share with you, Greg. Um, see what you think, really. Um, that I'd noticed this this last seven days. Um, first, I, I'm a bit concerned. Well, I, I kind of most of it centres around the BBL, I suppose. Um, I noticed up on the BBL um, they'd put up twenty. I repeat that twenty top plays for September and October. So what they consider as being the twenty top plays, and um, how many featured Leicester Rider plays? Within well, that? you know, obviously we've got Patrick's buzzer beater at half time the other week. Mm. Zach's massive alley oop at Sheffield. Um, just to name, Zach's incredible finish falling through the air finish at at home when I was on the on the on the BBL okay, YouTube. Okay, so we've got to be okay. in there loads of times. I'm, cu- I'm, I'm I'm cutting in now. So there was the t- the, the total, the sum total of um, none whatsoever. Seriously. Absolutely. I think that deserves another one. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know, I, I don't even play for the team, as, as everyone would be very aware, but I feel massively overlooked as a club. Like, how, I, yeah. I don't know how we can't appear to it. We're not the only team to have been insulted. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's 10 teams in the league this year, and there's, there's seven teams got featured in that top 20. We were missing. Then Caledonia and Surrey Cal- also yeah, miss, miss yeah. it. Uh, although um, on the top ten plays of the week, Paddy Ek Wang um, does does appear, and mm. that might appear maybe mm. next month. We never know. So um, but who's who's reviewing these plays? Just you know, I'm just amazed that we're not included at all. Top twenty, come on! I don't know. To be honest, every other one was a block shot. Um, <laughs> so someone, whoever's reviewing it, loves defense. So that that those that's my first irritating. Um, feeling that kind of first thing, well, now we've got a list. Yeah, well, I've got two others quickly, then quickly. Um, again, kind of BBL stuff, really. Kind of, um, kind of did a review of, of kind of the season to this point, and they kind of referenced the team who's currently uh, at the top league as, as kind of being dominant. Dominant, yeah. So I thought, Ooh, what does that word mean in actual fact? And look it up in the dictionary, and and is it an act? accurate term to use at this point in the season so what, what do you think so i think we did a bit of a deep dive and to have a look at um, the team is currently in the third position and does dominant reflect that in the stats in some of the stats yes but in some of them absolutely not um they cough up the second most amount of turnovers across the season so they're the second most turnover-prone team in the league. Turnovers. You don't want turnovers, do you? No. And, and to be honest, one of the weakest three-point shooting teams in the league, scraping in at just over 30%. And when we looked at this, which was before this weekend's games, they were down at 29% three-point shooting as a team. So they turn it over more than anybody else. And the one in the worst three-point shooting percentage teams in the league. Is that, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Seriously? And I guess the biggest stat of all is wins and losses. That's got to come into it, isn't it? Absolutely. And and as far as I'm aware... Go on. In BBL terms, and it was referred to as BBL dominance, two losses in a row. Two losses in a row. Just just one in front of us. 
basically. Yeah, so uh, obviously last week I did mention the BBL, uh, sorry, a week's a long time in the BBL and the, and the league table had come back together. It, it's got even tighter. Yes. Um, and for me, obviously, I don't necessarily always look at the order of the league, but what I do look at is at the losses side of the table. We're now only one loss away from number one spot, really. Definitely, absolutely. And we're still early part of the season really so so really i i don't know see what you think am i being a bit gripey yeah a bit too irritable but i i think there's certain things that needs to be addressed and just be a little bit more accurate in how things are described and also reflect um you know kind of plays of the week and we need to see more leicester riders plays in the week absolutely so obviously you can contact us on the riders socials at riders b-ball twitter hashtag a4r let us know is mark just a grumpy old man or has he got a point no i am grumpy old man used to be that used to be a tv show when i was growing up grumpy old man i've got a third one you've got a third let's let's go for it should should we do it now let's do it now okay then 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 the the third one then um just remind me um when the time of the year, international break, yeah, which means Great Britain basketball are playing. Yeah, fantastic. Oh. Fly the flag. Congratulations, Patrick Wheeler. Yes, we've not done that, have we? Well done, Pat. Um, fantastic. Hope he, he rips it up up in the northeast there. Um, and I was kind of just looking at uh, on their website, tickets, etc. I am unable to go. I've got a double booking. I'm sorry, otherwise I would have gone up there. But I did, I did notice... Well, actually... Great Britain team, that means it's our team, it's the national team, it's yeah. the team that we all support and want to get behind. Yeah, from all four corners of the British Isles. I've understood that correctly. Yeah, I believe I? so, yeah. So so the thing that slightly irritated me a bit is uh, kind of ticket prices in relation to, if you're a Newcastle Eagles season ticket holder only, you get five quid, oh, five pounds cheaper for your ticket. That don't seem fair. I don't think it seems fair somehow. Why? Why did they get the discount, and it, that's not available for other for other season ticket holders? Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, being honest. Especially where they'll have the smallest amount of travel cost to get there as well. That's a generally speaking. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. Uh, so so anyway, it's just just a question, really. Something I noticed, and I thought, ooh, you know, if 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 I'm local, I get five pounds off. And so, are you really encouraging people to travel? I'm not really sure. Um, no. And to be honest, I think it, you know, some as two people that did travel up to the northeast last time GB were there, yes. watched us play Latvia in what felt mini Riga. Uh, <laughs> maybe the discount would have been better served giving it to people that's already supported GB and not necessarily people that support Newcastle Eagles. Yeah, so that's, I suppose that's my three irritable medical complaint problems, moans um, this week. And I don't want to do it regularly, but but it just just, just felt that they were, you know, they, they things I was, I'd noticed this last seven days. Yeah, hopefully there's a weight lifted off your shoulders now as you've got those off your chest. Feel much better. Yeah, I mean, obviously the... the the review of the season so far, part of the BBL's new strategy to try and put more contact, more content on social media. And the general idea we do like, and we don't know when it was filmed, but when it released, it just seemed to be a little bit out of date and off the mark. One thing that irked me, so I'm not going to say that I was annoyed or irritable. Okay. The, the, the phrase I think they used was languishing near the bottom of the table, Leicester Riders. Yeah. That's third place Leicester Riders and the reigning defending league champion Leicester Riders yeah are we being oversensitive maybe but you know maybe we should put some respect on our name I I think that's warranted a little bit more but there you go 
Just we- going back a little bit Go on. to Rob's interview. Yes. 600 up, so massive congratulations to Rob. Hopefully we have 600 plus more. Um, I think this warrants a massive standing ovation round of applause for Rob. Yeah, and, and and as it was mentioned, you, you, you sort of posed the question, there'll be lots of Riders fans out there that don't know a time before Rob. Definitely, um, you know, because he has been here for a, a whole decade. Yeah, absolutely. Nearly as long as how, many, how long it's been since Plymouth have beaten us, 11 years. <laughs> <coughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I think we need to start referring to ourselves as PR fans. PR fans, what, what does that mean? Pre-Rob. Pre-Rob, okay, right, yeah. yeah so just, yeah, we need a little pin badge or something with PR. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I kind of hearing on that interview, I did say at some point it'd be really nice to sit down and do a long, a long form interview and kind of perhaps review the whole ten years um, that Rob's been here as coach. And I'd actually like to start. He, um, of course, he did play for us for a season. Um, yeah, I think two years before before we came was as coach so it'd be interesting to just just you know hear some thoughts his opinions about when he played for us as a player and then his 10 years as the coach so hopefully we, we might find time to sit down um and do a, a more long form uh, interview um that reflects and tries to capture his 10 years which is most of the way 95 percent of the time has been successful yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I'm not sure we've had a losing season under Rob. If we have, it's, we haven't. It's, yeah, no, we haven't. I think we've been a minimum of 500, obviously. Definitely. And when you look at what came, for, uh, as any PR fan is aware, um, it wasn't that way necessarily beforehand. So, yeah, massive congratulations to Rob. I love how he respected the chair um, yes. and spoke about the, the chair. The chair. Um, Rob's chair. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Congratulations, Rob. Hope to see many more. And, yeah, hopefully we get that long-form interview. Talk about talk about some of his highlights and, and whether we thought it would be possible to, to stick around in that chair for as long as he did. Now we must move on. We must. Time's, we must. time's getting on. Like a train heading to Sheffield, we move forwards. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Well, um, maybe people can work it out. If you do think you know, at Riders B-Ball on Twitter, hashtag A4R, let us know what that may mean. Um, you had the enjoyable experience of speaking with Kimball. I did. Uh, and um, great, great, uh, great guy. They've all been great guys to talk to. That's the first thing I need to say. Uh, but we chapped on uh, for nearly 20 minutes um, and talking about his early kind of uh, growing up experiences, playing pro, coming to Leicester, um, and a number of other things. So, um, yeah, that was really, really good. Um, so, um, shall we shall we jump into that? Yeah, let's get into it. I think one thing that we're safe from this week is a new nickname because we've got Nimble Kimball the Butcher. So I'm happy to say I'm down here with Kimball um, at training today. And I guess um, what's on me to ask about your first, Kimball, is um, how's your health? Uh, my health is pretty good, yeah. Um, I, after the game, uh, I was under the impression that uh, it was a little bit worse than it was. Um, all good. You guys will see me back very soon. We'll say that. Okay, any, any timeline you can commit to, or is that a bit too, um, too early to ask about that? Uh, I don't know. I'd be lying if I could tell you an exact timeline. It won't be too long. Hopefully, you know, a couple weeks. That's that's kind of my plan as of right now. Um, but, yeah, that's not really up to me. It's kind of just see how it progresses day by day, come in here and do the work, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. 
great. Well, it sounds it sounds generally positive, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you right back. So, okay. born Oakville, yes. Ontario. Yes. What was like? What was your childhood like growing up back there then? Yeah, sure. Um, it was good, man. I mean, I had two older brothers, um, so I was always kind of the younger the younger one, chasing them around and and basically just kind of copying what they're doing, right? I pl- I played basketball because both of them played. Um, I was into the same stuff as them, kind of like a classic little brother, you know. I was a pain in the ass, um, kind of just bugging them until they chase me and give me a couple, you know, slugs in the arm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was good. It was good. I I I, I love where I'm from. Um, a really good place to grow up, um, and yeah, yeah, I was definitely lucky with uh, you know the the resources that I grew up with around me for sure. So just um, just into Canada, really. Um, so growing up, um, follow NBA teams, sports. Who who were your idols at that time? Who you were following at that time? Yeah, I mean, naturally the Raptors. Naturally the Raptors. And Vince Carter is, is definitely a name that I have to mention just because um, right when I was kind of getting into basketball, I don't know how old I was. Pro- probably would have been like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Uh, Vince had just came to the Raptors. He was high-flying, all-star, 29 a game. Um, so he definitely brought a lot of juice to the city, um, a lot of excitement. You know, the Raptors were a newer franchise, weren't very good, and then, you know, a couple years where they'd make the playoffs. So I think he, d- he did a lot for the Toronto basketball scene. Um, but, yeah, Raptors were my team. Um, shoot. Are they still st- still your team then? Would they? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll say I'm a Raptors fan and I'm a LeBron fan, so I cheer for the Raptors by default. I do like the Raptors. I love Nick Nurse. I love the way they play. Fred Van Fleet, uh, so on and so forth. And then wherever LeBron is, that's where that's who I'm rooting for. That seems an old combination. You know, of course, who Nick Nurse is. Yes, I do know. I've heard about his history, and uh, I've actually read his book. Very good read. Okay. Uh, raptured, rapture, I believe it is. Okay. Really good read. Right. Um, and it does detail um, how important and influential the UK was. He came over here as a player coach right out of college, um, and I think it really kind of, based on what he said, really shaped kind of the the coach he is. And um, yeah, it was, it was interesting to hear that. So in a decade time, you might be head coach of the Raptors, I guess, Kimball. I, I would not hate that. That's not a job that I would hate at all. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's say that, yeah. So, so I'm interested then. You've got two older brothers. Um, did they bully you? You know, did they give you a hard time? I'm also interested in the name Kimball. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think. Um, yeah. Mum and Dad, where, where's, where's the name Kimball come from? Yeah, um, there might have been an actor or something they got the idea from. Uh, my brother's names are Nolan and Tanner, to give you some uh, perspective of kind of where my parents' heads were at, so to speak. <laughs> Um, yeah, they like the unique names. I'm glad I have a unique name. You know, I like that. I don't think I've ever met someone else with the first name Kimball. Um, yeah, maybe there's some sort of relation to it, but I think it was kind of just what they went with. And yeah, I like it. So if I'm an opposition player and I want to get into you uh, and really begin to wind you up, um, could I use the word Kim? Come on, Kim. Definitely not. No, that would not work. Uh, you definitely have a hard time uh, winding me up. Um, Kim is kind of, it's honestly one of my nicknames. It's uh, what a lot of my friends call me. Obviously, it's an easy short for short form. Um, nope, that would definitely not work. Nope. Okay, so so kind of then you went off to, you became a Bucknell 
Bison yes. in uh, Lewisburg. Yes. So that experience, you there did the full 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 term there? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, did four years there, uh, which kind of seems a little bit less common these days with all the COVID situations and grad years and trans. You know, it's kind of I expected. I went in there knowing I'd do four years. Um, awesome, awesome experience. Um, you know, met some of my best friends there who were my uh came in with me they were you know part of my class there was four of us um yeah i mean relationships i still have to this day um and yeah just somewhere you know i thought i made a good decision i uh i felt like coming out of high school that's where they wanted me and i always tell kids when they ask you know if i'm having a conversation with a younger guy i say go somewhere where they want you even if it's professionally um you know i'm sure it applies to to the job world and and all that i mean you you want to be somewhere where they want you um and i felt that from day one had learned a ton grew a ton as a basketball player a lot of resources there we were always a good team played in the tournament twice so yeah i have a lot of good things to say about uh, my experience there for sure quick question famous alumni out of bucknell can you name anybody um, Mike Muscala is is one that comes to mind. NBA player. He's not you know world famous by any means, but uh, one of the guys who made the NBA and the owner of Home Depot. I want to say the CEO. I think was a Bucknell alum. Um, that's that's one that comes to mind. Is the CEO or either the CEO, the owner, CFO? I don't know what it is, but one of the very high ups of Home Depot. So we're gonna go with that. Okay, that's yeah. good. And I understood when I, I I had to look it up, Kimball. Yep. Uh, I understand Jay Wright went there from ah, Villanova. Yes, I should have said that, of course. Yeah, no, he had he'd actually been back to to speak with us a couple of times. He'd be back on campus. He actually played for the team. I think he was kind of rubbish. He wasn't very good. <laughs> he wasn't very good. He's a better coach than he was a player, I guess. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's a big one. I actually forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Jay Wright. Yeah. And then, um, so what, what did you graduate with from, from Bucknell? Uh, economics. Economics degree, uh, minor in philosophy. I actually just, uh, for my um, electives, I ended up always kind of gravitating towards these philosophy classes, and then I had stacked up enough of them that I counted as a minor, but we're going to say economics. Okay, I was going to ask you then a big philosophical question. What's the, what's the meaning of basketball? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have the answer to that, man. Um, yeah, you could you could say anything to that. That's one thing I learned in philosophy is anything goes as long as you can back it up. So I don't know. You guys make up your own your own answer for okay, that. Okay, focus that down. Uh, why do you play basketball? Why do I play basketball? Um, I can genuinely say that I love I love the game. I mean. Um, it definitely the, the way I love it has transformed over the years. There have been peaks and valleys, of course. Um, you know, I think as you get old, as a kid, it's just sheer bliss, right? You're playing the game. You're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about scholarships or jobs or getting fired or whatever it may be. You're literally just playing the game. And that's definitely how it started for me was I just loved the way um, – you know the the everything about it honestly the way the way the players moved the way the game worked the high pace of it um i loved it all um and yeah as as i've gotten older i think um you know your your love for the game gets a little bit more uh challenged you could say but in the same sense, you know, I, I think I still have every bit of it there where showing up with a group of guys that I, I really enjoy being around and going to battle and trying to get a win is it's a really good time. 
Good. Okay, so you finish Bucknell, then you, you, off you go to Spain for two years. Yep. I guess, I don't know, first time away from home. Um, what was that experience like, two years in Spain? Yeah, I mean, it actually wasn't because um, I'd spent uh, my high school days away from home. Eight, you know, obviously I'm, I'm in the U.S., uh, so an eight-hour drive or so in Maryland. Um, again, Bucknell was away from home for me as well. Uh, so I was definitely used to that part of it. Um, the part I wasn't used to so much was not being able to go back here and there for a little, you know, a little, little segment at Christmas, a little segment here and there. Um, the biggest thing for me, I guess, going to Spain was the, the culture, the culture shock. Um, I definitely felt that a bit. Um, so again, it's a combination of that, you know, not being able to kind of walk into supermarkets and, and communicate with people, which I do a lot of. Um, and also just the entering into the professional realm, which is different than college. College, you're spending four years, you know, you're there for four years. You got a group, basically a group of buddies, whereas you come into the pro realm and everyone's kind of fighting for a spot. Um, you know, it's there's pressure to winning, which I guess there is anywhere, but just a little different in that sense. So I, you know, there was, a, there was an adjustment period for sure. Um, I had a fairly serious injury my first year. Um, but again, overall just learned a ton about myself uh learned a ton about my game got better you know kept kept grinding and and um yeah you know i i look back at it with fond memories so then how did it open up an opportunity to come to to lasta how how did that occur uh, kimball yeah so i was I, i was in conversations with uh with lester uh, right when I graduated as well, kind of the first couple of years. Um, and my thought was I wanted to go to, you know, Britain, sure is Europe. Um, I wanted to go to Europe. I wanted to go, you know, whether it be uh, France, Spain, Italy, something like that. That was kind of where my mind was at for one reason or another. Um, and then, yeah, after those two years, uh, I guess you, you learn a little bit more about what it means to be a pro, I guess. Um, and... Yeah, I mean the the there was a lot of appeal to Leicester um, from you know what I've heard about Coach Rob the program. I played with a couple guys in the summer who had played here. Um, it seemed like it'd be somewhere I like to play, and and uh, I was definitely right. So last year was an awesome season, I think it's fair to say. Definitely. Um, Perhaps a little slower start to this season, but things seem to be turning around. You just, yep. I think, you had a, prob- probably your best performance um, of this season um, against Chester. Um, 12 points, 5 from 5. Yep. How do you see the, the start to this season, Kimball? Yeah, like you said, uh, it's been, it, it, it's had its challenges. You know, I think uh, leading up to, you know, where we're at now, those first couple games, I don't know if we had a full roster available for practice. You know, you could go down the line, whether it be, um, you know, uh, Derek coming in a little bit later and having uh, some sickness he was dealing with, or Pat with GB, or now Mo with his injury. We had a lot of obstacles, and I think uh, last year we were definitely uh, fortunate in the fact that we stayed mostly healthy um, the whole year. Um, we had a good schedule to kind of get us off to the off to the races. Um, but, I mean, that's all fine. That's all fine. I think we're in a spot now where we understand, um, yeah, you, you can't take any team for granted in this league. Especially this year, it seems that any given night, you see it all across the league, that uh, you go play away at some of these gyms and you got to really bring your A game. So uh, I think we've, we've kind of grasped that. Um, 
good to get that butt kicking early in the season, uh, you know, rather than later, right? So now I think we're on a we're on a good path. You know, we've strung strung together a couple wins, and uh, we we think we're in a good spot. So what do you see as being your particular role, your strengths that you bring to to the team, and? Is there a change in mindset, whether you start, because you can do either, I guess. You can start, you can come off the bench. Do you, do you see there's a change in mindset for those particular roles at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, my role is coming off the bench. I mean, that's that's what it was all last year. We we know that um, we know our starters, basically. Obviously, Pat and Zach on the wings are, you know, tough. Uh, Derek at the, at the guard spot. So I, I've kind of embraced that role of, of coming off the bench. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, just providing a spark in, in some way. Um, whether that be, you know, making a couple hustle plays here and there, making a couple shots, um, you know, kind of getting the pace of the game going a little bit. Um, I think I can do a little bit of everything. I do. Um, you know, whatever kind of the team might need on that night, I think we have a lot of guys like this where where we have a lot of adaptable and dynamic players where a game's going in one way and, and you know, we need a little uh, spark in some way. I'm, I'm one of the guys that can that can do that and, you know, provide offense, defense, energy, whatever it may be. So I think it'd be fair to say during the off-season, big news yes. at the McKenzie House. Yes. Like to share with us what, what, what that was, Kimball? Yeah, basically, I mean... Uh, my my partner Delaney uh, Lane, as m- most people know her, uh, gave birth um, to our daughter. Yeah, basically a couple weeks after I went home, um, and yeah, that was the summer right there. Um, you know, we welcome we welcomed her into this world. Oh man, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind, but an amazing whirlwind. Uh, it's been it's been really special. Um, there's there's definitely no feeling like. Uh, like being a dad and um, puts a lot of things into perspective as well you know puts basketball and and work and you know a lot of other things into perspective and uh, you know a lot of my focus is kind of just geared towards her right now um, which I think has been good for me you know kind of takes pressure off a lot of other aspects of my life and uh, it's been really special it's a great summer and it's been a, a great year to have them both over here as well how's the sleeping doing yeah, it's doing okay. I mean, it's doing okay. Um, again, my partner's uh, amazing. She, you know, we we genuinely share the load. Uh, Where'd you meet? Uh, we met way back in high school in Canada. So this is when I was still going to high school in Canada. Yeah, this would be when I was in tenth grade. She was in ninth grade. Okay. So I was fifteen years old. She was fourteen years old. Wow. Um, and yeah, through me going to um high school in the states for three years bucknell for four years couple years of semi-long distance in spain where she was there and back and now finally she spent all year here last year and and again this year so um yeah she's my ride or die for sure she's she's my rock and um yeah it's been special but i was saying um the sleep is the sleep's the sleep (laughs) you know the sleep's the sleep uh, it's it could be better, uh, but it could be worse. Yeah, like I said, we we share the duties, so we'll kind of alternate. You know, you might get six hours one night, eight and a half the next. Uh, but it's been awesome. I mean, you wake up to an excited little kid, and it's hard not to be happy for sure. Cool. So um, I was talking to um, Zach a couple of weeks ago. I was saying, who's the funniest guy on the team? And he, he said him, then Mark. But he did did mention you in passing. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Zach. Yeah, Zach is uh, Zach's up there for sure. He's got some uh, some dry humor. 
Um, not easily amused, we can say that. Easily bothered, we can say that as well. Um, now we got some clowns on this team, man. I'll say more than that, though. We got some. Uh, we got some thinkers on this team. We got some. You'd be surprised at the uh, at the at the level of kind of conversations we have in the locker room at times. It can go any which way. Um, Anything you can share. Oh, I can't think of anything specific right now, man, but literally anything. I'm talking politics. Um, that would be Darian, a.k.a. Sure. the president, as we call him nowadays. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, he's definitely always one of the, the guys who are involved heavily. Um, but, yeah, right down the line of things, there's a lot of guys with interesting perspectives, and, and uh, I think it makes – this team pretty special in terms of like the the differing perspectives that guys have and and also the ways that we can kind of find common ground and I think it kind of makes us closer and, and better as a team for sure. You mentioned um, many years away hopefully kind of when you have to hang hang up the boots would, would coaching be something that interested you going forward Kimball? Yeah I mean it's always when I was uh, you know if you asked me this question three years ago I would say 100% a million percent no doubt about it that's what I'm doing. Um, as I've gotten, you know, a couple more years into it and, uh, you know, had a baby, um, you know, started a family. Um, I don't know. Cause you know, my thought was always, maybe I coach at a college in the States. This means I'm away from home, you know, away from my family in Canada. It means I'm bouncing around recruiting all summer. And, you know, there's a lot more that comes with the job than I think people realize. Um, it's a, it's a full time all year round. The day-to-day, -day, sure, it's awesome with hoops, but I don't know. Um, you know, I, I definitely, like I said, I love the game, and uh, I think I have a lot to offer, but uh, it could be a 9-to-5 somewhere. You never know. I'm not really sure yet. Okay. Um, thanks, then, Kimball, for stopping by and just having a little chinwag yes. with the podcast along for the ride. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And hopefully recover really fast and you're ready yes. to go for the Sheffield game. And um, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been uh, good chatting, and we love what you do. Thanks. Cheers, man. So that was the um, the conversation that you had um, earlier today, I believe, with, with Kimball McKenzie. And just a few things that I've actually pulled out from that interview, um, listening to it. So I think we know where Nimble Kimball has got his nimbleness from. I think I've solved it. Come on, then. Being the youngest brother, just chasing his his <laughs> older brothers round all the time, and being a bit of I think he said ass. Um, <laughs> yes. Chase, that's probably where he's got his nimble from. That and trying to avoid the, uh, the the slugs in the arm that he mentioned. Yes, probably where his nimbleness sort of developed from. Um, so yeah, we may, maybe we've solved uh, where maybe. that where that came from. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing he said was quite poignant, actually. Go on. Go somewhere they want you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, that's that's a truism. I think um, only be places and jobs, whatever in life, is is if they want you to be there. I guess absolutely. I think you know, fantastic advice, everyone. Um, so along for the ride now, providing life advice with in association with Kimball McKenzie. Yes, there you go. Another another. Um, Public service. Yeah, another public service. Uh, there you go. Um, wonderful. Uh, and I think one thing that, that Kimball undeniably does um, um, is provide a spark off the bench. And being a good player off the bench often isn't enough. That's not how you become a great bench player. 
to becoming a great bench player that wins things like the Sixth Man Awards in the NBA, etc. It's about being able to come on, provide that spark, and offer genuine change off the bench. And I think he does that fantastically well. Definitely. Definitely. And it's kind of, you know, it is one of the, I think, um, Rob strengths is our bench, um, you know, kind of which other teams are trying to, um, I think, match really. If you look at perhaps Bristol started well, I think they've got quite a long bench. People believe that team who's currently sitting in first position, people believe that they've got a good bench as well. Um, so, and just again, going, just going back to Bristol briefly, actually, on. one of the guys that seems to have come off the bench for them that we've become massive fans of really quickly. So, shout out to Jelani Watson Gale. I thought he was awesome at the weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially that fourth quarter um, where offense is obviously struggling to come by. It's, it's it's more harder to score in a tight game in that fourth quarter. I think he stepped up. We love him, you know, because he's a British player. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're biased, you know. We're gonna we're going to celebrate yeah. the British player. So, quick shout out, out to him. But we'll is move he, on because this is about the Riders. I was going to say, is he? Is he? Could we think of him as a young Connor Washington? Maybe so. Yeah, a maybe little bit, so. Little bit, I think. Absolutely. And I guess moving on from that, it's time for some R and R. Some R and R. I feel like I need to key up some music to go into this section. Some like nice chilled song that you might hear at the uh, here at the spa, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll work on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this week's R&R actually comes courtesy of yourself, Mark. It does, yeah. So um, kind of um, when Ant and Deck are not available to do the games, um, then um, we uh, have a go at doing the BBL player. We do as best, you know. We kind of um, muddle through it. But anyway, this week, just just if you've not seen the, um, the game via YouTube BBL player, Go to the start of the game where I give, uh, have the opportunity to speak to um, the MD, Russell Levinston. Mr Levinston. Yeah, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the opportunity to ask him about, well, obviously about player welfare, Mo, sad his surgery. Again, best of luck, Mo. Um, just just whether that meant we were going to bring players in. And uh, so have a look at that, because he did, he did kind of said that they were working on something and they've got something in, in, in the pipeline. Um, so, uh, and again, I'm, I'm hearing uh, this week that that's still the case. It's not across the line, as they say, as yet. And it, I think they've, they've identified a player, but it's not across the line. So fingers crossed that something will emerge before we win our next home game. But um, who knows? These things are never as easy as you imagine it to be. No, definitely not. Um, when we spoke to Russell all the way back in, I think, episode three or two, um, he spoke about how many moving parts were in this sort of thing. So mm. um, not easy. But uh, another reason to keep your eyes locked in on the Riders' socials, at Riders Beeble on all the platforms, because that is where the news will break first yes and um if it's broke there there will be just behind it hopefully that's what i want to do yeah we'll be we'll be riding behind it yes not pun not intended that was an accidental pun okay looking forward um yes we don't play friday we don't what we're going to do this weekend we don't play soon what 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 we've got a weekend off we've got a weekend off does that mean we don't have to do this next week I don't know yet. We'll have to see if people want another episode. <laughs> the thing is, if we stop, they might not want us to start again. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, so what are you going to be doing with your weekend off, Mark? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about it. I might have to go in the garden and do some work around the house, I guess. Um, Sounds dreadful. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, 
maybe. So, so there yourself, is yourself. There is on. still lots of basketball going there is, on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the Riders WBBL signed on Sunday. Head up to up is the correct direction. Yes. Um, to the Nottingham Wildcats, the Wildcats Arena. Yes. WBBL Cup action. It's a one and done situation. Yes. So they need to win to progress um, on Sunday. So absolutely, if you can make the trip. Um, I know that they will appreciate all your support. So if you can go up and get behind the girls, that would be awesome uh, as they look to try and move through the rounds and as they try and get to to Birmingham uh, in January for the WBBL Cup Final, which of course takes place on the same day as the BBL Cup Final. Yes, the men's version, yes. So yeah, always stuff going on. And as we have mentioned, GB basketball are playing. Now, what might cost you £5 more than a Newcastle Eagles supporter, but absolutely go and show your support. We've got Patrick in the squad, so you can go and get behind our guy. Yes. Um, And I know he he appreciates that and appreciates the love. But all all the stars from GB, you know, they're representing us as a a nation, so Mm. make sure that you go up, if you can, again, a a bit further away than Nottingham, but go up and, and get behind Team G, as I believe they host Serbia at Newcastle. Castle. Yeah, but that, that's Friday night. So Friday night. That's Friday night. So you do that Friday night. Yeah. It's the women's game on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. What about, what are you going to do for basketball Saturday? In all honesty, I'm going to have a day off. Okay, right. I thought you were playing. We play Sunday. Sunday. Go so on. Uh, my under 18, so I'm, I coach the, the foundation under 18, so anyone who's not aware, um, and we, we play away in Derby on Sunday, which is very commutable to Nottingham Wildcats Arena. So, okay. may, may, you know, anyone wants to, to come over to Derby to watch us play, we'd appreciate the support. Not that I'm expecting anyone, of course. Yeah. Blake Bowman will be there, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, I he's from Derby. So. He's from Derby. Why He'll be having his Sunday dinner Why wouldn't he be there in his yeah. Manchester United yeah. shirt? Yes. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, uh, one last question before we look to, to to finish for the day. So, just picking up on what Kimball said, the philosopher, Kimball McKenzie. Philosopher McKenzie. Mm, yes, go on. Um, the thinker. What's the meaning of basketball? I did ask him that. Yeah. So, if you listen to this, and, you, and what's the meaning of basketball to you? Again, hit us up on the socials, Twitter especially, at Riders B-Ball, hashtag A4R. What is the meaning of basketball? Uh, alongside letting us know whether you think Mark's a grump or not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's another week here at Along for the Ride podcast, the Leicester Riders podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. As always, I'm Greg. I've been joined once again by Mark. And that is our name.